Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of Lorebeards. We are all a little haggard and confused because daylight savings is weird because it only happens on one half of the planet before it happens over here in the States. <laughs> for like, it doesn't happen in the States for like another week or two. Um, so, uh, but we're here. So <laughs> thank you all for joining us. Happy Halloween, of course, to everyone. Uh, we hope you're enjoying Geheimnisnacht wherever you may be in the world. You're doing something exciting or just taking a chill day to enjoy yourself. But we do have a Lorebeards here today. Uh, to talk about a couple various things. So, uh, real quick, Nathan, how you been? How you doing? It's good. Uh, just working a lot of weird hours lately, trying to make sure that I'm keeping up with uh, YouTube and personal lives and obviously employment. <laughs> a little stressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Creative Assembly has been kind of uh, just suplexing us almost every day. <laughs> it just never stops. <laughs> It's nice because at least we're getting a lot of new info, but it's like, I need, <laughs> I need to breathe. I know. It's like, it, it'd be wonderful if they had a concept of like continuous, but reasonable amounts of information instead of just nothing for six months and then nonstop for six months or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a nice thing though. Cause we, we have seen some cool stuff. Oh, yeah. And we will talk about all that in just a bit. But uh, a couple of quick things to go through. Uh, today, we've got a ton of submissions for whatever. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tale of Two Gamers. There we go. So we're going to go over all of the uh, submissions real quick and check out everybody's models. And then we will get into everything else. So mm -hmm. uh, without further ado, I'm going to hop over here to the Twits. And we're going to be starting with Jay Phoenix's John Snow and what is his book called? Fangs? Snow? Snow. Ghost, ghost. Ghost. <laughs> I almost got it. <laughs> and they're on... Cool. I like how one's on a... Wait. Oh, no, they're both on circle bases. But on yeah. this image... Oh, it slots into a larger square base. Very cool. Yeah, it's a beautiful... Uh, I think they do a lot of scenic stuff. Well, this might be custom-made, though, because it looks like there's a ridge. But that, that is lovely. Yeah, I, it is I, really, really well painted. Like, just look at the eyes. Like, you can actually see the eyes on both models. <laughs> and that's, to me, that's the scariest sign of impressive strength on a painter, is if you could see the deets on the eyes, and you absolutely can. <laughs> I love these uh, Game of Thrones minis. They're, they are just so cool, man. They're just so cool. All right, next up. From Naradio, we've got Nurgle. We've got Nurgle boys, which are perfect, of course, for Halloween. Looks like, I think these are contrast paints. Uh, but we got yes. one of the Maggoth Lords. The, uh, I forget which one this is. This is the one that's like, his body is like full of blot flies. And like, that's all he is. He's literally just a swarm of flies that shambles around as like a, a big man. I like this. Yeah, it's definitely contrast paints, though I think the main skin on the uh, on the mount is Demon X Flesh. Yeah, the, uh, it, it turned out really well, especially the flesh. Um, like, the flesh turned out super nice. And yeah. the vomit looks good, too. Uh, well, you know, when I'm good in a, <laughs> in a well-made sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks solid. I really like the Maggoth Lords. Um, they, I, I wish we had gotten them either before the end times or that they've been featured more in AOS because they kind of just came out and then 
Kids Workshop just kind of stopped paying attention to them. But they're they're such a cool model. Like, the beasts are just such a intimidating des- design. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I quite like these uh, minis. I, I like that he went off the norm and did a yellow rim, too. That's actually kind of nice. Makes you feel like the old days with the green, goblin green bases, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, it kind of it kind of adds a sickly hue to it a little bit. So well yeah, done. This is great. Next up, Prince Baron is submitted. Oh, this is different. So it is a orc riding Glot, the Glotkin. <laughs> All right, so uh, freebooter conversion for a Gorkonaut. That is amazing that is great i quite like that yeah yeah so it's 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 gurk glot being ridden into battle by by a uh is that one is that the new beast snagger boss <laughs> yeah so presumably he stole <laughs> he stole gurk from his siblings i love i love on the third image you can see the orc in the back who's <laughs> got like a little binoculars or something yeah. <laughs> a looted Glotkin. That's amazing. This is really, really cool. I wonder, like, if he's going full on with this army, because, like, that's not a cheap conversion. <laughs> no, but it's a spectacular one. That is oh, absolutely man. hysterical. Uh, great job on that, uh, Baron. Uh, next, Ernesto sent in a... Oh, a Chaos Obliterator of the Alpha Legion. Nice. You got some really interesting, um, like it's it's almost kind of like a uh, what's the style I'm thinking of? There's there's a certain art style that actually is very very similar to what this looks like, um, where it's kind of it's not comic booky. It's it's oh, I'm starting to remember it off the name of my head. It's like almost a type of comic book style, um, because it it's very poppy, like the 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 pinks especially almost give it like a it almost looks more like it's drawn than painted, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it looks really nice. Plus, it makes sense for uh, Alpha Legion to be kind of like out there. So I really like the little oranges mixed in and the little purples. That's yeah, great. it's got some very eye-catching uh, color. You know, the pink parts. I can't tell if it's like a like like a, almost like a gooey flesh or if it's like burns or something. But it looks very provocative in a good way. Cell shaded, yeah, thank you. That's what I was thinking of. It looks like cell shaded art. That is great. That is great. Uh, next up, we've got Danavir's pillow boss on what are these? What are these stupid things called? Nashtooth, great Nashtooth. This is one of the new uh, Auric models, and it looks great. I these I really like the the Nashtooths, like these big scary wolf monsters. Yeah. Or it's like a it's like a weasel combined with a wolf, which would honestly be terrifying. <laughs> but I do it, like the new cruel boys; they are a great cast. Yeah, it turned out really, really nice. The shield, the shield looks really, really good. All the the squig face shields, and um, the colors turned out nice. The green skin, in particular, on the the killaboss turned out really good. Um, Is that the new? Because um, there's a new. Uh... There's a new uh, con- contrast paint for Orc Flesh, isn't there? Oh, yeah, there is. I don't know. I wonder if that's what they use, because it, it looks very nice. It, and uh, they went with good colors for the uh, 
the Nash tooth. Like the I I wouldn't think the blue I wouldn't think to use blue skin, but it it works really really nicely with the silver and uh, purple uh, purple rags. Yeah, it's a great job. Looks good. Yeah, that's great. And then we've got Toaster King's uh, Mount Avalonor, which is the uh, the Mountain King of the um, Lumineth Realm Lords, who had a really bad time during the uh, during Broken Realms, but he's okay. <laughs> he just got jacked up a little bit by Nagash. But uh, I actually like how he almost kind of went with a volcano theme for the the actual mountain, uh, mountain parts that are rising out of the model. Yeah, I, I love this kit. It is such a cool monster. Mm. Like I've seen a lot of people kit bash it for um, other factions, but it's 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 just a great model. Uh, <laughs> someone in my chat called it the beefer of secrets. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Because <laughs> yeah, it does have, it does almost kind of have a Slaneshi vibe to it. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, but it, it looks great. It it turned out super great. Keep working, mm -hmm. dude. And then, uh, oh, we've got some guy called Great Book of Grudges. I don't, I don't know who that is, but he uh, submitted this absolutely lovely demon prince. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't have enough time to finish it. Uh, it I'm calling it Battle Ready. Uh, but loads of uses of pink, uh, some, uh, I think I use voluptuous pink, but like twice, one with heavily, heavily, uh, reduced with contrast medium, just to give it a little pink tone for the skin and going with the usual theme. So lots and lots of gold, lots of pink, a little bit of silver, and I'm quite happy with it. I mean, it's, it's one of two, which means that this one's barely going to get used cause it's got no, um, it's got no wings. Now, what'd you what'd you do for the like the the shawl or the clothing? Because it looks really, really good. Voluptuous pink with uh, a very heavily reduced shade of Magus purple. Very, very heavily reduced. Yeah, that turned out like it looks like fabric. I'm um, quite happy. I'm honestly really, really happy with it. The um, the model itself is gorgeous. I, I absolutely love these uh, the this new wave of Saneshi stuff because they're, they're just freaking good, man. Yeah, this is uh, this is one half of the uh, Demon Prince Herald combo character, right? Yeah, so I've got the um, the Demonette. I've actually got her on something that I'm working on for a conversion. So I didn't want him for this, and I'm going to use the other. I'm, I've got another one which I'm going to use exactly as normal, uh, which will have. The herald because it kind of will work like wings but like i wanted to use the other herald for something else so I i'm working on really heavily converting this army i mean we've seen already with the warriors and so on yeah fair enough fair enough uh all right next up we got rowan the accused who sent in a dr a river dragon for his nippon tabletop army and that's a kick-ass mini that is a kick-ass mini and he's done a really good job with it. Uh, if I had to guess, it looks like he's done some... Looks like those are actual edge highlights around the bottom half scales. And then he dry brushed the top scales. But like, damn, dude. <laughs> he did a really good job on those Rowan, scales. Rowan always goes full ham on these things. And it is so much effort. Like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have the patience to do that. Though. That is awesome. 
Yeah, he it, did an absolutely beautiful job. Oh, I didn't even says, look at the fins, man. The fins look absolutely amazing. He says he dry brushed the top. Looks great. It looks absolutely great. Mm. All right, Tactical Sign has sent in a not a Vargolf, a Var Vargskier. There we go. It's but everyone, uh, but the Vargskier is from the uh, Curse City set, and uh, looks like he did a super kick ass. It looks great. <laughs> I mean, it, it just it looks super good. Uh, like very nice choice of colors. Uh, really spooky, beady little red eyes. Uh, fur turned out perfect. Skin turned out perfect. I I don't really have much to add. The Vark Skier looks absolutely incredible. It's a such a good sculpt. On the side too. Yeah, it's got a little. Yeah, it's got a little little rodent down there. <laughs> so, what is this in Age of Sigma? Then is this like the new Valkhof or? Um, kinda. So the Varg Skier is like a very specific bloodlines version of a Vargolf. So the Vargolf in the modern AOS is considered to be part of the Flesh Eater Quartz. So it's a Strigoi vampire monster. Um, but the Varg Skier is kind of the equivalent of the Vargolf, but it's for the wolf bloodline. Um, right. For the uh, the the Virkos. So it's it's a Virkos Vargolf, essentially. So it is similar. It's actually a little bigger than a Vargolf. Um but like I think I think if you think of Vargolf on like a fifty millimeter base, the Varg Skier is like on a sixty millimeter base or something like that. I might have to buy one because the old Vargolf mini is just kind of trash compared to this. I mean, th this sculpt is just beautiful. Yeah, if you if you put him on a square base, I think he fits on the exact same base as the Vargolf. He's a he's a bit bigger, but it's not like obscenely so. But well, yeah, he's, he's standing anyway. Yeah, he's got more uh, wolf-like features as opposed to the Vargolf, which the Vargolf is explicitly kind of a mix of, like, wolf, bat, and bug. Whereas the Vargskier is more just bat and wolf. Hmm. That's and, great. That is honestly great. And then, uh, oh, sweet goodness, King Vibe sending in Big and Little Morthy with some vibrant reds. Oh my good gosh. Very pretty. Uh, I, I hate this model, for the record, um, <laughs> because I've had to fight it many times, and it is agony to kill Morathy. I had to fight, I have to fight almost at least one Morathy every single month at a tournament. <laughs> but outside of my personal bias, uh, this turned out really, really good. The model is gorgeous. It looks great. The um the gold wings on Standing Morafi looks like that that is just stunning. Yeah, I wish I could get my metallics to look like that. I don't know what voodoo he did, but it the metallics on this model look absolutely incredible. That is so cool. Like it's so it's so um shiny. Like mm. like in a in a like you can it almost looks like he used like white or silver trim because it's so shiny. I don't know what gold paint he used, but it's really, really good. Definitely or maybe he just did, maybe he did highlights and that's what's throwing me off. It's hard to tell. <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. All right. So that's all of the Twitter ones, but we have a whole bunch to show off on Discord. So we're going to go over through those now. Let me just scroll on up to the top. So first we've got an entry from your Discord. Who's this by? This is from Naldor. So we have a uh, really, really awesome... Hell Cannon, it's got it's actually in a style of that of the um like you can see the blue, it's more of the style of the Regiment of Renown. Yeah, the Iceforge Legion. 
Yeah, that that is it's just such a good model. Like I I know this model really well because I've I've used hell cannons in the past and they are such great artillery pieces. Plus, they're a great weapon if you want to threaten someone. You know. Oh yeah, they are. They have terrifying rules, like genuinely terrifying rules. If you're fighting against one, mm. they're just so so good, and I I love it. It's got that classic look. It's painted in in a, in a nice way because it's gritty and so on. I I just love hell cannons, man. I, they're such a great model. Yeah, it uh, this um it it it's it's a very eye catching piece. Um, hopefully he he got one made out of resin instead of one made out of metal because the metal is nightmarish. Because these guys I... these guys come in so many component like it's mm. broken into so many more parts than you would think it is. <laughs> it's kind of terrifying. I think he said it was metal, but he's actually in my chat, so hopefully he'll be able to respond to this because that is uh. It's such a good mini, man. I I love it. Is cannons. he should be super proud of this. Out of all the artillery pieces, these yeah, he says it's metal. Says oh it's metal. my dear God, I don't I don't even know how he put it together then. Yeah, jeez. I uh I have put tried to put together one of those in the past, and it was genuinely nightmarish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was an actual nightmare. All right, moving on to the next entry, we've got uh, God, I have to. Okay, we've got Friend or Traitors, Gobsprack, who is the new big bad for the uh, Cruel Boys on his Killabeak Vulture. So cool. And I, I love this mini. I genuinely mm. love this mini. It reminds me a lot of Azhag, which some people hate when I say that, but I, I feel like I feel like it invokes Age of Sigmar uh Azhag, except for it's got like an actual orc shaman on the back instead of just a weird orc who's using death magic no he's he's a proper he's a proper shaman um but it's a great model like i absolutely love it and i love he really likes having hands he's got so many hands <laughs> all around the model um so, cool. so yeah it looks great uh, next up, we've got a... So this is Two Wicked's first kit bash. It is a salamander combined with the Toad Dragon from the Tarmacon set. Interesting. So it's the Toad Dragon head with uh just all sorts of... Man. That is a creepy looking monster. <laughs> like, I would not want to see that thing coming at me. Oh, good lord. I'm just thinking, uh, like, I'm just thinking about kit bashing with Tabukon's Toad Dragon. That's that's an expensive kit bash. <laughs> I know, that is like, it's it's like, that, that's a man driven by pure focus and nothing yeah. else. <laughs> he will not let anything else stand in his way. Like, holy crap. <laughs> uh then we've got a did i did i post the the squig rider uh no okay i'll post it i'll post it at the end uh next up is the gorgon so we've got a beautiful uh painted Gor gorgon by bluestrin um which is uh insanely gorgeous also i love that he's holding a bonus statue in one of his hands to s presumably smack someone over the head with <laughs> that uh, is great yeah uh i i don't really have anything to add other than it's just a dude look at the like 
the leaves and stuff on the base. Like what? What? Oh yeah, he's he's gone full ham. What? What is this bullshit? <laughs> How did he? What sorcery is this? Where he's got these like beautifully immaculate uh, leaves scattered around the base with like the flowers and the stone and stuff. Like this Gorgon's walking through just a beautiful idyllic fall scene. Um, it looks amazing. Looks yeah. absolutely amazing. Um, I think yes, this the uh, Gorgon is a plastic kit. Yep, it's a really good kit. It's very popular. Yeah, I mean it comes with uh, ten bestigors and a shaman too. Uh, I think so. The starter kit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, Night in Flames. Uh, once again, just blowing our minds, sending in these insanely well detailed and painted minotaurs and like i don't even know what to say about these things because they're so ridiculously good looking <laughs> like what the hell man i think we missed something on twitter we'll have to go back after we're done here okay we, we can go back and double check um but like I, the lighting on these guys from like their weapons and their runes or the one with the flaming axe how the lighting you can see it on his shoulders and face and horns like what <laughs> is that axe a light effect or is that paint no that's paint this is this is this is just paint work mm. <laughs> nine on flame says oh yeah i just dry brushed oh okay <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> That yeah. is impressive. That is impressive. Yeah, absolutely immaculate job, dude. It looks incredible. Uh also, uh what's what sculpts are those? Those are those are really nice uh Minotaur sculpts. Probably creature caster, I assume. Uh next up we've got Gruzgob's Avatar of Cain. And this is a molten y looking boy. Oh, he says those are the regular Minotaurs from Games Workshop. Fuck off, really? Really? <laughs> he just yeah, he says he just posed them differently. Wow. wow. Uh well, Games Workshop should sell them in that repose because they look a lot better than their normal version. <laughs> they wow. Look like completely different minis. Yeah, I I really those there's no kit bash. These are just like Really? <laughs> wow, I'm shocked, genuinely. Mm. Okay, then. Um, so, uh, yeah, we got Gruzgob's Avatar of Cain, and uh, he did a great job. He did a great job. This is a hard mini to paint. Um, yeah. Like, the, because it's like a molten, like, molten boy with uh lots of like fire and stuff like he did a really good job of making it look like it's actually a bubbling molteny creature of like scalding blood or whatever the hell this thing is supposed to be um but it looks absolutely great dude this is a tough mini to make look good especially with from its two uh variants because you've got either the metal version or the fine cast version both are so finicky to work with so this is impressive yeah, great job, dude. Next up, we've got Fareer's Dreicha Hammerdreth. Uh in a snow theme, and it's almost it's also kind of a pseudo-diorama as well. Mm -hmm. It's like not only does he got 
sprites are running around, but she's there's some beastman creatures on the back half of the base, and then there's a really pissed off looking dryad on the front of the base that is in a very nice pose to look like she's just kind of whipping around. But yeah, I I love this model. It's a great model. Um, Drycha, I love I love Mecha Mecha Drycha. <laughs> she looks great. Does this model have boobs? Well, it's painted by Ferrier, so yes. <laughs> I mean, the basic model has boobs. Yeah. But I think Ferrier accented them a little bit, uh, which uh, makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, Ferrier did a kick-ass job. Uh, I really I, I really like the color choice Ferrier went with. Um, it's, it's, it's got like a really, really nice uh, mix of blacks and whites. Uh, black and white, if you can pull off a black and white color scheme, it's really, really good to look at. And I think yeah. her did a really good job with it. I mean, that, that that's the type of color scheme that used to win Golden Demons, didn't it? Black and white. Yep. I, I mean, if you, as long as you can pull off, like, having good lines and stuff, it pops really crazy. Mm. Uh, then we've got from Galley117... Uh, who is definitely one of the members of chat I have accidentally mur uh, did a bad job with and got her murdered in my Darkest Dungeon playthrough, uh, <laughs> submitted a um, Lord of Change by Reaper Minis. Uh, so this is a, a slightly smaller, uh, based on the Greater Demon of Zinch, I assume, uh, but it's like a vulture demon, and uh, turned out very, very nice. You can see it's got like the, the different like layers of wings and... Uh, but uh, man, its weapon uh, is very like it's got that spooky ass pick on the bottom side, and then the top side uh, is like a giant cast iron thing to just smack you in the face with. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks great. Good job, great job, Gally. What's that on the base? Uh oh. I don't know, but it looks really good. Yeah. I don't know what uh, uh, she put on there, but it is like, it looks really, the base looks absolutely incredible, actually. Yeah. Hmm. It's got loads of accents on it and stuff. I just can't pinpoint it. That looks really, really nice. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Then we've got Xenophones. Uh, Osiric Bone Reapers. He's got a little skeleton boy, and then he's got the big boy. The, uh, the, uh, I always want to call this thing a corpse grinder because that's what I feel like it looks like it's doing, even though it's not at all what it does. <laughs> but, uh, this is a great model. Um, uh, this model actually almost got me into, um, running Osiric Bone Reapers because I was like, oh, it kind of looks like a big undead Croxagore. Um, uh, like, it's a really cool construct, and I really hope that the Bone Reapers get more constructs in the future. Um, because it, it's kind of like an Ushapti, it's just a very, very fat Ushapti. Um, but, because it's, it's got that bone carriage in the back. But he did a great job. Like, anyone, anyone that is painting a model that has, like, a bone cage, and there's, like, spirits and stuff inside of it, um, and they managed to paint all the little spirits and stuff, Without gunking up the bones, I have mass respect for that. <laughs> because that's hard to do. And I like the color scheme. 
it's 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 almost like a clan moors uh type color scheme but with a lot yeah. more bone and it turned out really nice i do like uh the the, the bone reapers are nice i think there's been rumors that they're going to get arches soon which is going to make it really really interesting for this army oh yeah i would be i would be super shocked if they do not get archers just because they i mean they got one in underworlds so yeah I, it, it, to me it probably leans forward to them getting more uh next up we've got uh hawk oddly's gorgon we got another gorgon there's gorgons everywhere uh and he went with a uh different color scheme his has got a lot more kind of like orange and uh um like uh the the bones are kind of a dirtier color uh but it turned out really nice it, it's funny they both of the gorgons we saw went with kind of autumn colors but i feel like hawks is more almost like pumpkin type colors where it's like oranges vine greens uh then you got like the dirty bones and brown but it, it turned out really nice and it's very i think it's a perfect halloween themed uh submission at the very oh least. definitely Plus, like anyone who paints orange while going mad is uh, is spectacular because orange is just so bad to get sorted and making it look nice, but it looks really nice on the fur. It just occurred to me that this is essentially a ginger gorgon <laughs> because his hair, is, his hair is ginger orange. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got uh, flaccid felines, uh, work in progress, but it is a maw crusher with a ogre pirate lord on the back with a noblar held up on a banner that's got a long gun <laughs> for a noblar it's got a gun who gave the noblar a gun <laughs> uh but it's looking so good and i i love the ogre choice like he's kind of a pirate ogre but he's also kind of an empire ogre uh empire yeah. man eater um like such a this looks like such a fun model uh also it looks like there's some kind of weird little contraption on the mock crusher's tail too but uh he's got look at that harpoon gun he's got too like good lord looks like they may have combined like a caradron overlord kit with his gun but like that gun is or maybe that's a regular ogre gun i'm not sure but i love that it's a spear gun it's literally a fishing rod but it's a spear gun, and then he just cranks it to <laughs> whatever he shoots back in. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's it looks absolutely really, amazing. Really good. Uh, and then uh, thank you, friend or trader, for that uh, bonus picture. Uh, and then we've got uh, Morin Val, a 40k piece. Uh, this is the big bad lady for the uh, Sisters of Battle, right? Yeah, this is a Sisters of Battle piece gorgeous gorgeous mini i really like this yeah i think she's one of the lords of terra of memory serves and she actually gets out there and slaps people around gets in business and it looks fantastic it's got like a really interesting exotic base all looks good everything looks good mm. people just yeah. making pretty pretty models everywhere and then Oh, what sisters cast look really good lately like this was an army i was tempted to paint myself and i must admit i bought a bunch of boxes so maybe one day <laughs> yeah and then the last thing i've got from my discord is this squig this squig knight one second. who i believe is still a bit of a work in progress but he looks absolutely fantastic 
And this is by Peter. Uh, but like, God, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. That's like, a lot of detail work. Yeah, that is a stupid amount of detail work. Like the armor with the little pinks on it. Oh no, that's not pinks. Those are those are like trees. Like that's they're they're painted armor plates. Just get another picture up one second. And then the squig, the squig's like really popping. Really popping. And it's actually a lot scarier looking than a regular squig. Like, that is way scarier looking than a regular squig. <laughs> that is really, really cool. That is really, really cool. Oh my gosh, dude. It's looking absolutely yeah. incredible. That reminds me of... Um, I've got to find the picture for you for later. There was... Um, it's, it's a very popular picture that goes over all the Warhammer Fantasy groups on Facebook. It's a Bretonian knight... But the barding on a horse is a diorama itself. Good like, lord. It blew my freaking <clears throat> mind seeing that. This gives me that like feeling of it. It's ah, just like... so I've I've been informed in chat that the armor is essentially like it's it's chromed armor, so it's reflecting the environment around the squig rider. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, that looks it's that's stupid insane. Like wow. really, really good. I can't Absolute. wait to see. It. I can't wait to see it when it's all finished and based up. Fucking wow! Like <laughs> that is so cool, man. I wish I could paint like this. Yeah, I know. Like uh... <laughs> I don't even know why I bother sometimes. <laughs> Damn. Uh, was there something on Twitter we missed? You said. Uh, we gotta check. Yeah, give me one sec. Because I'm pretty sure I saw someone post a Torox. On Twitter, but I might be losing my mind. Did they at you maybe and forget to use the hashtag? Uh, it could be, it could be. Because uh, there's not anything. I could have sworn I saw someone. Oh no, we've actually got two more entries as well on Twitter that we missed. There's a. There's an entry by Rotten Crown and there's an entry by Jelly Joe we need to go over. Okay, just one sec. I'm trying to freaking find. Yeah, sure. Take, take your. Uh, no rush. I could have sworn. Uh, where's this Rotten Crown one? I can't find it. Uh, if you if you go in, if you type in the hashtag and do it uh, in order of time, just go down to and you'll see it it's it's a it's a it's a mangler squig oh yeah i see it okay cool all right so we've got the mangler squig submission which looks I, I love this model i love this model and it just reminded me we don't have mangler squigs in total war warhammer ca please <laughs> ca please <laughs> shit yeah we don't have mangler squigs of course yeah it's easy to forget like I keep forgetting that we're missing. I was literally talking about like what stuff I want to see for the green skins yesterday, and I couldn't remember like more stuff. It's like we don't have mangler squigs, and we don't have we don't have colossal squigs. We need both. Where are my squigs? Where are my squigs at? You see, the colossal squig I easily forget because um, we have um, we have what's it called? A, a really really good mod. I think it's by Chaos Robbie. So it's like yeah, you know. Yeah, Chaos Robbie does insanely good uh, monster mods. He does a lot of good mods, but his monsters are particularly crazy. Mm -hmm. I, I, 
I, I love this sculpt. And great job with it, uh, uh, Rotten Crown. You did absolutely beautiful work there. And then we've got a really, really cleanly painted and beautiful um, Goth Death Dread by Jelly Joe. And that is a clean paint job. Oh, like, I, I love Goths. Goths are like the best or clan. Like, this is a kick ass looking mini. I love this mini. Look, he's done freaking metal chipping and everything there at the front where the claw is. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this looks really nice. This looks super duper duper nice. Um, I love how many arms it has. This thing is so ridiculous looking, but it's so in such a good way. Goths. I love Goths so much. Yeah, you, you can tell the checker print's hand-painted. Uh, looks great, though. Like, you should be super happy with this. Looks cool. wonderful. All right, I think that's everybody. I think so, yeah. All right, so Nathan, what is on the agenda for next uh, Tale of Two Gamers? Uh... Right, so this, I'm going to tell people uh, to go with a character. You know, just go have some fun with a character. I, on the other hand, I'm going to try and work on something different because possibly tomorrow or the next day, I'm going to have a, a really fun delivery coming in uh, because everyone at my Discord decided to play with my heartstrings and show me that there was a place selling a lot of Chaos Dwarves from Forge World. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I bought a lot of Chaos Dwarves from did Forge you, World. Did, did you sell a kidney? <laughs> How did you get all these Chaos Dwarf minis? I, um, I, I, I've been saving up on a, uh, on a rainy day fund, and then that rainy day fund has been expended because I've got myself some Kadai, some Bull Centaurs, Whoa, some they the, Wow, so, they had some, so it's a big haul. That's awesome, dude. That's super exciting. So I'm uh, I'm gonna try and get a Senashi champion out of the way, but I know there's a lot of Forge World resin, which a lot of stuff is still in sprue and so on. So it needs to be cleaned and and tended to and so on. So that's awesome, dude. That's super exciting. I think I did a tally of the points, and I'm about a 1,500 point army list is arriving. Wow, that's kick ass. Yeah, and uh, I'm mixing it up with all the hobgoblins I have because for some reason, I don't know why because I don't remember purchasing these, but I have an ungodly amount of hobgoblins. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know how they got here. but <laughs> Yeah, I literally do not remember buying these, but I have a lot of them still in box and, and it's blisters I, and stuff. I'm I like, like the idea that you just wake up at night and there's just like new hobgoblin boxes at like the foot of your bed or something. <laughs> like the cats are bringing them in or something. <laughs> it is super, super weird. Like... I, I was really, really happy, and I was like, you know what? Screw it, man. Like, uh, they're going to be fun to paint, and it's like, it's one of those units that you barely see. Oh, we got tagged, by the way, on the one that we were missing on uh, on on Twitter. Jeez. Oh, okay. We'll take that out in a sec. Yeah. But, like, yeah, no, super, super excited. So uh, I'm going to try and get a bunch of Chaos Dwarves done, if time permits, because next month is going to be quite busy for me work-wise. But until then, obviously, guys, another character will do fun. You can use it as any character you want. You can have a, a small character on foot, a character on a mount, a character on a war machine, whatever you want. Just have fun with a character. All right. And then the last mini we're showing off today is from uh, Psylocke. Psylocke. Ah, 
bear. You're bear minis. <laughs> You're just called bear minis now. Uh, and he has done a Tarx the Brass Bull sculpt uh, and paint job. And it looks amazing. Like, what a big angry brass boy. <laughs> yeah, that is really, really cool. That is really, Dude, really, the really muscles cool. on his back are so intimidating looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, holy shit, dude. This is this is a pure conversion, isn't it? Yeah, this is not a normal sculpt from Games Workshop, anyway. <clears throat> that is cool. But it looks really good, and I love all the, the, the skulls with the free-painted like cornate runes on them or the the beastman runes and uh yeah it looks it looks really really good and that that brass flesh uh that's that's really hard to do that level that just the sheer amount of metallics um but it looks great it looks like it turned out super duper great and i love his big angry face yeah that is cool that is really cool all right so on to, so, uh, like Nathan said, characters are the thing for next time. Oh, that reminds me. We will not be having lore beards next week. Um, I am on vacation. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm gone. Um, and actually, look at my calendar real quick. Uh, we are off for two weeks. Uh, so, uh, we might, when I get back, we'll probably try and get together for lore beards that week. But um, next Sunday and the Sunday afterwards, there's no Lorebeards. I am I'm out of here. I'm gonna be in Scotland. Um, so uh, don't come here next week in Sunday morning because there's nobody's gonna be here. <laughs> so um, uh, we will of course try to get together um, the week I get back. Um, so that because there's probably going to be a stupid amount of crap to talk about. Um, but. Um, you know, we'll manage. Um, yeah. So, uh, moving on, just uh, keep things brisk and on the move. Uh, for t- tonight's Who Would Win, we've got a, a fairly quick matchup. Pick some characters that don't have a lot of items or gimmicks, um, but they're both powerful and a lot of fun. Uh, to do a Geheimnistock-themed showdown, we've got Conrad von Karstein versus Moonclaw, the son of Morslib. So a quick rundown for chat uh, as an explanation of the characters. Conrad, for those who are unaware, is one of the uh, children of Vlad von Karstein, one of his uh, children in death, not his actual kids. But Conrad was one of the last vampires that uh, Vlad created. Uh, and he kind of created Conrad as a bit of a sadistic joke. Uh, Conrad in life was a really really batshit crazy dude who had a lot of problems and vlad noticed how bloodthirst because he was kind of like an enforcer uh in the city of waldenhof and vlad thought it would be kind of funny to see what would happen if he turned him into a vampire because he was already out of his mind and conrad survived the process of the blood kiss and became really really crazy (laughs) Like, so crazy to the extent that after he transformed, or I think actually before he transformed was the whole incident where he had his mother tried and found guilty for giving birth to him without his permission. Uh, and he found her guilty and she got locked into a tower and starved to death. <laughs> like, this is, that was him before he became a vampire. Uh, mm-hmm. And then after he became a vampire, he got a lot worse. 
but he was a brutal berserker who uh he was kind of the closest thing we we had in eighth edition to a playable um uh blood dragon special character uh and that he's literally just a whirlwind like he's got his twin swords uh the sword of waldenhoff and then kind of a bonus blade that comes with it and he's just a blender that just goes through stuff uh he hits like a truck he's a very 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 skilled fighter um for his level of vampire uh however he can't use magic um, he's a very unique vampire in that he's literally so crazy that he does not have a grasp of magic whatsoever in any shape or form. Um, he's able he he's a vampire that has to sustain himself on blood because he can't sustain himself on magic um, like any other vampires can. But uh, the Sword of Waldenhoff is very good at taking big chunks out of people. If you get stabbed by it, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, and he's just a super skilled fighter the only thing worth noting about him is he does have a a rule or a thing that represents his insanity called one bat short of a belfry uh which is that when conrad is fighting in battle there is a chance that he'll just kind of space out essentially and just like start rambling and ranting and walking around the battlefield or on the other side of the coin flip he'll just lose himself to a mind fr rending frenzy and is going to attempt to kill pretty much everything. Then on the other side, we've got Moonclaw, who is the literal birth child of the moon, uh, the chaos moon Morslib. And that is not, that is not an expression that is literal. Morslib literally somehow got pregnant. I don't know who was the brave soul that did the deed, but somebody did. And it, uh, had a baby, which was an egg that turned into a meteor that it hurled at the planet. And when it crash landed, it cracked open, Moonclaw popped out, and crazy shit happened. So you've got Moonclaw, the lunatic prince. And Moonclaw kind of represents the concept of insanity among the Beastmen. Uh, not only does he represent the uh, the Chaos Moon, Morslev, but insanity is kind of his uh, his sphere of influence. And it's represented in that he literally has a concept called the wave of insanity, which is that Moonclaw is such an aberration in existence that he's constantly giving off this aura that makes people uh, potentially just lose their minds or kind of go on like a really bad trip for a bit. And it can make it where someone's just stupefied and not like aware of what they're doing or what where they are and who they're taking care of. Uh, the other thing he could do is that if Moonclaw can survive long enough in a battle, um, he can actually um, unleash the power of Morselib itself, which is that uh, Morselib, whenever Moonclaw is fighting, Morselib will begin to wax full. And if it waxes full, which it can happen pretty quick, uh, it not only will greatly empower his magics, because he is a wizard, but it will literally spit meteors that Moonclaw has the ability to direct. So he can hurl meteors at people. <laughs> Warpstone meteors straight from Morselib on demand. Uh, and then the last thing is that Gehemnisnok the moon actually does... Or, uh, Gehemnisnok. Um, Morselib actually protects him. Um, Morselib the Chaos Moon is almost kind of like a demigod. And it gives him like an aura of protection that makes it where he kind of vaguely phases around in reality a bit. So when someone goes into A, magic just almost entirely bounces off of them. And B, whenever someone tries to attack him, there's a 
okay chance that he'll just kind of weirdly phase through it. He's almost kind of like a demon in that sense. Um, but he doesn't have any magic items to call on. He just has a lot of abilities. And then, of course, he will be riding his mount, Umberlock, which Umberlock is a very strange two-headed chimerical beast that is super freaky looking that is Moonclaw's brother. <laughs> so he rides his brother into combat uh, and he's this two-headed ugly monstrosity uh, that is very, very fast. It's not particularly... It, it, it is dangerous in a fight, but it's like weaker than most mounts of a similar size it's like a it's kind of like up there with a cold one ish a little better than a cold one um but uh moonclaw of course is a wizard uh he usually relies on shadow magic but he can uh, use the lore of the wilds as well but he's he's a fairly weak wizard unless the moon empowers him which is for like a kind of a brief moment so with all that in mind nathan what are your thoughts right this is tough uh because both of them uh, if we go by a tabletop perspective, because obviously Moonclaw didn't really have a lot of lore, whereas Conrad did feature heavily on the whole Vampire mm -hmm. Wars. Um, from a tabletop perspective, Moonclaw was really, really good, but more so dealing against hordes. Uh, didn't he have that whole meteor attack thing as soon as the game began? Yeah, well, so um, Moonclaw, uh, it was represented in game in that you'd essentially roll a dice and uh, it would tell you what turn. So it might be on the first turn, but it might be on the third turn because it was a D3. Um, so it could take a bit for Moonclaw or for Morselib to wax up. But once Moonclaw or once Morselib waxed, not only did he get a significant bonus to his casting for that turn, but he would throw D3 meteors and it was treated as a catapult. So mm. if he lands a direct hit, you know, it's a strength 10 D6 wounds type situation. Mm. Um so, um, uh, so kind of following, I think the thread you're leading to, honestly, I, I think Moonclaw would really struggle to kill Conrad unless he hit him with a moon <laughs> or hit him with a rock. Like if he can hit Conrad with one of these rocks, it's, you know, he's dead. Like pfft, he's flattened, but that's, that's kind of a very specific win condition. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He could have the speed advantage because of the mount. But... He does, but Umberlock's not too much faster than Conrad. Conrad, uh, Conrad is a vampire, so he is yeah. very, very quick on foot. Mm, that's very true. What laws of magic did Moonclaw have again? Uh, he could run into battle with the lore of the wilds or the lore of shadow, but he's not a very powerful wizard. He can he only is able capable of conjuring a single spell at a time. Hmm. And it's worth know. noting, it is worth noting that Conrad, like, completely stomps Moonclaw if they were to actually get, like, if Conrad catches up to Moonclaw and they start fighting in combat, the only thing Moonclaw's got protecting him is that phase through reality thing, but Conrad attacks like a literal blender and is just so much more skilled and is so much stronger and actually has armor. <laughs> Moonclaw's got none of those things. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, both of them are quite cool. This is the thing. Um, <clears throat> the problem is that we don't have proper proper knowledge with uh, Moonclaw because obviously, what, Beastmen didn't get an 8th edition army book and half of their stuff wasn't really fleshed out because nobody cared about the Beastmen. 
Yeah. The other thing I'll say, the other thing that is worth noting is that Conrad actually makes a very interesting opponent for Moonclaw because of Moonclaw's um, wave of insanity. Conrad kind of has to double do that. Like Conrad has to have his own mind like in the frenzy form instead of the stupid form. Because if Conrad just starts wandering around the battlefield going off on one of his little moments, which is what got him killed in the lore, is that Conrad just kind of started going crazy and wandered off the battlefield and two people managed to... Like, they didn't even actually beat him in a fight. A dwarf tackled him and held him down and a, a human just stabbed him in the heart uh, because he was just, like, raving uh, because his insanity finally got the better of him. So it's it's kind of a situation of... So not only does Conrad have to get through his own insanity, but once he starts approaching Moonclaw... Moonclaw then has the ability to kind of trigger his insanity again and make it to where he'll just kind of stop and go into a stupor or wandering around. So it's kind of a thing of, do you think Conrad would be able to power through both of those circumstances to get up to Moonclaw and chop him to pieces? Because if he starts wandering around and he's just kind of standing there, he would probably make a very easy moon target or at the very least Moonclaw could just start blasting him with magic and tr doing some damage. I think uh, <clears throat> I think I'm gonna go with God. I'm dying today. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Moonclaw. I'm gonna go with Moonclaw. I, I I like the character. Conrad is super super cool, but I think that Moonclaw, if everything goes according to plan, could be very devastating. He's a character that I just really like. It's a shame that we only got like I think only one piece of art ever, right? Yeah, he's he's kind of one of those classic characters. So I'm I'm gonna have to go with him because Law of Shadow is still pretty good. Uh, don't know, even though he's not a really good spellcaster, having some magic, whereas Conrad would not have any magic, barring technically regeneration would count as magic. Um. Uh, yeah, essentially. But in order for Conrad to get that, he has to be doing some chop suey. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go with Moonclaw. I'll go with Moonclaw. Okay, well, in that case, I'll be contrarian, and we'll go with uh, Conrad. I think Conrad has... I think if Conrad could get... It's it's kind of that infamous coin toss, but if Conrad gets into that frenzied mindset, I do think that his anger and just his, his, his personal form of, like, violent insanity would be able to get him close enough to Moonclaw. If he could get up on Moonclaw, it's game over. Like, yeah. one good hit with the Sword of Waldenhof, and Moonclaw is just dead. Like, instant dead. Um, decapitated. Because Conrad is a beast. I mean, Conrad Conrad literally ripped apart other vampires. Quite easily. <laughs> Which is not a subtle feat. Um, yeah. Conrad was uh, Vlad's enforcer. Uh, for anyone unaware. He took, over, he took over after Vlad died, but the way he took over is he was like, I'm in charge now. And one of his siblings was like, no. And Conrad was like, okay. And just, just, he was dead. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. So uh, uh, I'll do a quick, oh yeah, sorry, chat. Let me give you all a poll. Well, and then we'll head off to the next topic. I am on, uh... where is the poll? It's disappearing. 54%. For uh, Conrad and about fifty-five percent for Conrad and forty-five for Moonclaw. Great, great, great! All right, my chat's voting now. So 
moving on to the next topic and i'll just announce when they finish voting uh there's been a good amount of total war news we're just going to kind of briefly touch on it because you know we've all been slamming it um on our uh youtube channels like crazy but um uh what are your so the zinch roster came out was kind of the biggest thing um obviously storm of magic storm of magic is happening that's pretty hype um uh, I, I think you and I imagine you enjoyed that as much as I did seeing that the storm magic is actually in the game with the cataclysm spells that I, I was not expecting that at all. I got, uh, I got shit on, on the comments of my video. Cause they're like, well, you're always so critical. Why are you sounding so happy now? It's like, for fuck's sake. You don't understand. <laughs> it's, it, you don't, you don't, we get to spin the dial. <laughs> we, we exactly. Get to, I, I get to flip the dial again. <laughs> Like, it, that was such an important book because it was just pure fuckery in eighth edition as an expansion. It was so good. Yeah, and a lot of people. Uh, it it also opened the door for the Forge World expansions um, because it brought in a lot of it brought back a ton of models um, that had been gone forever. Like it brought back the Chimeras, the um, uh, like the cockatrice, the basilisk, like it brought back like a ton of monsters. Um, it brought back the dark emissary, the fen beast, the truthsayer. Like it was, it was wild. It was wild. Um, it was not only the book that gave us all of the crazy, awesome lore and monsters and updated a lot of the lore, brought the zotes back, um, and stuff, but, uh, it brought the Famir back. Like it, it brought so much stuff back. Uh, but it also like really amped up the magic system in that if you wanted to have like don't get me wrong they they weren't balanced at all like oh. it was it was it was not a game <laughs> to play if you were serious but if you just oh, wanted yeah. to get like drunk and play a stupid game storm mm -hmm. magic was like the pinnacle like even the end times did not even touch mm -hmm. <laughs> the storm of magic's level of bullshit we had, because um, I remember talking to uh, someone from CA about it in one of the chats. They're like, oh, so how were these spells, curiously, on the tabletop? And I just answered, fuckery, man. Like, if you wanted to play Storm of Magic stuff, you had to min-max your list to the point that you could survive anything. And even then, you couldn't survive anything. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, like, the, there were three, generally three spells added for every lore. Um, but the Cataclysm spells were the big ones. And they were, like, not only did that you need, like, a 30-something to get them to go off normally, which, like, is just an obscene casting value, but if you got them to go off, like, I, the only one I remember off the top of my head is the Lizardman one, which the Lizardman had a Cataclysm spell where <laughs> it was so stupid. You would take a really tiny army as the Lizardman, and then what the Cataclysm spell allows you to do is you cast it with the Slon, and basically you would say, okay... I have like three units on the table and three characters on the table. And then you look at your opponent's army and say, okay, I, you have to reduce your army down to three units and three characters. So they had to instantly kill or just remove everything off the table until they had the exact same amount of units <laughs> as you did. <laughs> Which is so dumb. It was, so so you could just take like a super giant block of something and like just take a slot and just be like, boop, and they just instantly lose like most of their army. It was so dumb. There was just fuckery. Like a lot of people, when I talk about tabletop, I'll mention the uh, Skaven Law uh, of Plague because there's that one spell called uh, 
Plague, which we have into awards, fairly good. It was much stronger on the tabletop. And it, I, I took out a whole army in two turns because of Plague. Like, absolutely insane. However, then you look at the stuff in Storm of Magic, and it's like... We <laughs> yeah yeah and and Storm Magic was like it was so much fun especially because like they they didn't cheap out on it either they literally added super spells for every single lore of the game and they even put in master runes for the dwarves like everybody had crazy bullshit and corn yeah. could like corn could like throw meteors at people <laughs> like all sorts of stupid garbage it was a lot of fun which is my only complaint about the blog uh we don't see anything about the media I was like. That would have been fun, you know, just a brass fucking skull being thrown at the enemy army, because why not? Yeah, you know? uh, yeah, he does get a bloodthirster summon, which, okay, but I, I, I definitely think it would have been fun to have the, 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 the giant, uh, throws, throw a giant brass skull of, uh, yeah, as someone put in chat, fuck you in particular. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows, maybe, maybe that'll be an army ability he can get through other means. I um, hope so. If not, modders, boys, please. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. So the storm magic system, uh, I, I I'm really happy with the magic rework. I'm super happy yeah. with the magic rework. Yeah. Um, I will be forever a little disappointed that we don't have some kind of dispel system, but yeah. um, it it sounds like they're kind of putting in mechanics that maybe modders could turn into one because we know um that we don't know how yet, but apparently Zinch has a, a way to mess with enemy spellcasters, so maybe that could be messed with a little bit, but um. I, uh, uh, speaking of Zinch, uh, the Zinch roster did come out, um, and it's, it's pretty much what I expected, but it's like every single demon that, uh, has ever existed for the Zinch tabletop in 8th edition, it, it, it pretty much seems like that's the game plan. Seems like the game plan is to just take every demon that was playable, regardless of how many that is, which I understand the criticism there. It's worth pointing out that the Zinch roster is, is, uh, thinner than uh many other rosters um but it is quite literally turned out to be just the demons and then there's just little sprinkles of extra stuff so i have a few concerns about it uh and i've already voiced them in the video and so on which people kind of got pissed off at that too but it is a logical thing um we are lacking mortals that's for sure um and we are lacking beastmen why did Korn get Cornators, two different Cornators, and uh, Zinch didn't get anything? It would have been nice to have Zinch getting some sort of Beastman just to add to the roster. Yeah, the only thing, genuinely, the only thing I can really think is that um, the Zinch, for, the only thing I can think is that for Zinch, due to like kind of army design and balance reasons, they really wanted to make sure that Zinch did not have like straightforward, easy access to a lot of the, cause a lot of the units that like the Beastmen would bring to the roster would be like frontliners or like tanky boys um, who are meant to literally run forward and like hold the line as infantry and stuff. And it seems like they're very deliberately trying to keep that out of the Zinch roster um, because Zinch from what we've seen Zinch looks like when it comes to firepower, Zinch is easily the strongest roster in the entire game. Um, yeah. And has like obscene levels of shooting and magic. So the only thing I can think of is that they're literally trying to balance it from a perspective of, okay, we can't give people these tools 
because if we do the this roster is going to be genuinely just like stupid um but i don't know um i i will say i am feeling stronger than ever in my personal theory that these are meant to be the demons of chaos with just tiny little things added they are not true mono god and maybe yeah. we'll see something down the line that's kind of like a hybrid uh between like the warriors of chaos and these guys yeah um but um uh you know obviously we'll wait to see what happens when we play them maybe maybe when we actually get to sit down and play zinch we'll go ah oh, okay like i can see why they did this um the, the thing for me is not because of zinch because we've already established the power level it's a concern mostly because of Sinesh and Nurgle. So there's a few things, obviously. Uh, some people don't check out the uh, Discord and so on, but like uh, we know Nurgle has a chance of getting some stuff. Like There's kind of been a hint regarding Plague Toads. Oh, that would be interesting. If Nurg if, I, mean, if, I mean, if they're literally bringing in every type of demon, um, so they bring out the Tarmacon demons, um, the Nurgle's gonna be fine, frankly. Nurgle will have literally the like the biggest roster. Yeah, but like that hint could just be literally for a DLC in the future. It's just one of those things. What worries me is, look, Sunesh is gonna have what six different Demonet units. And that's yeah. It? No, I'm uh, I'm 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 in a similar. I, I see where you're going, and I I agree that I'm I am worried about Sunesh because Sunesh Sunesh was like super underdeveloped in fantasy. Um, especially when it came to demons. Slanesh had the tiniest roster. Yeah. Um, because I think if they were to develop the Slanesh demons as is, you know, you'll get demonettes, exalted demonettes, fiends, seekers, and then there's going to be like five types of chariots. <laughs> there are so many chariots. There are three, I believe. Uh, I should know this. I have a painted army of them. <laughs> yeah, because like, I think... I think Zinch had So I, I'm I'm currently expecting Slanesh to pretty much be the size of Zinch at the start. Because I think Zinch has the same amount. So we've we've got the Seeker Chariot, the Exalted Seeker Chariot, and the one there's... I keep forgetting. Uh, yeah, there's one more. The razor blades. Yeah. Um the three chariot types. Hellflare, Hellflare. Yes, the Hellflare. Three chariot types, Seeker Cavalry, Fiends, Demonettes, Exalted Demonettes. That's seven unit types. Zinch had Blue Horrors, Pink Horrors, Exalted Horrors, uh, Screamers, Flamers, Exalted Flamer. I feel like I'm missing one. But still, yeah, so I think they're going to be very similar. I think Zinch and Slanesh are going to be the, the smallest rosters to start. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing, though. Like, um, So the way I imagine Slanesh's play style, because uh, we already know, like, for example, Korn is going to be up front and personal, very similar to that of basic uh, Boys of Chaos, uh, just with a lot more heavy cav and so on, because obviously the... the, the, the um, Skull Crushers are fucking terrifying on the tabletop, so I'm assuming they're going to be the same in-game. Uh, Zinch is going to play very similar to that of... Um, with the range kind of high, Uh, I don't know, dude. Like, maybe... Uh, I, like, Zinch is weird because he's, he's Glass Cannon, the faction, of that he has no 
He has no halberd infantry. He has no he has no infantry <laughs> that is tanky. Like he has no shields, no halberds. It's it's pure cavalry, flying cavalry, and shooting. Um, but it is just obscene levels of shooting. Um, like Zinch, I'll tell you this: Zinch is gonna be hard as shit to play in multiplayer. Like, I think Zinch is gonna be super strong, but if your micro is not insanely good, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> like, Zinch looks like the most micro-intensive faction I've ever seen in my life. Well, that's the problem. Who's gonna play a micro-intensive faction unless you're someone like Anticity, you know? Oh, I'm I'm sure plenty of people are gonna play like you know Legend's gonna play the shit out of Zinch. Because oh, yeah, yeah. like, Legend just, will find an exploit turn one. Yeah, he's just gonna cheese the shit out of the AI, and it. Mm. I'm not, it sounds like Zinch is like, okay, they're super fast, but they like, and that's the other thing is like they're very mobile. So even though like they don't have any ground infantry to like protect their shooters, it sounds like they don't really need it because a lot of their like most powerful shooting units are flyers, um, like the Exalted Flamer and stuff like that. Um, you see, but... that's going to be a gun line, though. You could literally be a gun line and you're fine, which, uh, again, easy for Zinch. Like, say, for example, corner camping, which I'm hoping is not a thing in game three. But uh, if you have a lot of firepower and we've seen that pretty much what the both pink horrors are ranged. Uh... Uh, all, all the horrors have range. So uh, the, the two pink horrors have like good range and the blue horrors have the type of shooting where it's like, they don't have a lot of ammo, and it's meant to like shoot before they go into combat. Right. So we've got that. We've got then the uh, the um, the flamers are ranged too. I think they said that the uh, the uh, the soul grinder was ranged too. Uh, yeah, it has an anti-large spear. It can like throw at people. So we're getting a lot of stuff, which again. Oh, that is that is well, that is one we forgot. Soul grinder will be in Slanesh as well. Oh yeah, yeah, so the that and the Furies, they're they're gonna be everywhere. Oh yeah, Furies, yeah. Yeah, I, I will say, I am expecting Slanesh to be fast. Like obscenely yeah. fast. Especially Which... since they revealed that if the winds of magic are strong enough. Um oh, and that's another thing I actually really liked, is that the winds of magic on the campaign map actually affect the demons. Like, you get penalized if you're the the winds of magic reserve for your army is too low because your demons are like fading back to the realm of chaos. But if you've got lots of magic, you're going to have a great time because you get buffs and Celeste's buff is just more speed. <laughs> Which is going to probably, I, I think out of the four chaos gods, uh, Sinesh will be <clears throat> the hardest to play. I think the, the hardest one to play will be Sinesh. I, I think that's a reasonable expectation. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm hoping, I'm really hoping Slanesh is just like, obscene levels of debuffs um armor piercing and speed because if, if slash at least has like crazy armor piercing then um it could still be like a terrifying faction in that when someone is like oh i'll just take heavily armored elite troops slash is just like haha that's cute and just cuts through it um but it's going to be really interesting um slash is the one i'm the most eager to see from a perspective of i wonder if they're going to change some stuff instead of just doing straight tabletop to game. I don't know, man, because, like, as a Suneshi player, I want to see Suneshi really well done from tabletop perspective and raw perspective. Uh, I think that... This is why I'm a little worried when it comes to that, because obviously since Zinch didn't get a lot of warriors and a lot of... and no beastmen, like, 
Suresh could do with, say, for example, Ungo uh, Archers and uh, maybe a front line of uh, heavily armored uh, gores, you know, just with additional hand weapons or warriors with additional hand weapons because that was actually a very common thing to take on the tabletop. Yeah, and we and we don't know where Slash is going to end up on the side of that spectrum. Like, I feel like I genuinely feel like the reason Zinch did not get a lot of those bells and whistles, um, it was for balance reasons, I would think. But hopefully they'll add those things in later or do something interesting with the Zinch roster. Um, but Slanesh, I don't think is going to have to suffer from that problem. So maybe Slanesh will actually have a substantial amount of warriors and some beastman additions because Slanesh isn't going to be one of those factions that's just like trolling around just shooting people with like the most powerful shooting in the game wielding the most obscene magic in the game like slanesh is a combat focused god um like slanesh has some vague shooting but it's like super it's fairly short range it's like tongue lashes (laughs) stuff um so i i would not be surprised to see slanesh get significantly more non-demonic support than zinch did so, I mean, I was talking to my Discord community uh, a lot, and we were talking, saying, oh, you know, possibly Marauders and stuff, which Marauders would look cool. You know, throwing axes and so on would be nice uh, on horses. Um, I, I like that idea. I mean, if they don't, I'm just going to... Well, you know, you know, Slanesh is absolutely going to get um, Health Riders. So you, yeah. will have, you will have Marauders on Steeds of Slanesh. Yeah, but those were Spears and <clears throat> the Sex Whips. Yeah, well, maybe they'll give us a shooty variant. It would be nice. It would be nice because obviously, um, <laughs> they, they, I mean, the Steeds of Slanesh, they had poison and armor piercing, didn't they, on the tabletop? Yeah, Slanesh, uh, Slanesh had the most, um, the, the Steeds of Slanesh all had poisoned attacks. Yeah. I mean, they, they were, uh, they were a great unit. From my experience, um, you know, without the shields and so on, so you could keep the fast cav. You'd had uh, poison attacks and fucking fast cav. You could basically just surround an enemy and just destroy their leadership in one go. Yeah, uh, I am. I am expecting like a really exciting passive for Zinch. So we know Corn's passive is like he has his own unique rage mechanic, where I think it's like the more unit, the more models they kill, the stronger they get. Um, and then Zinch has the barrier, um, the yeah. extra hit points that recharges out of combat. So we have to remember they got to do something for Slanesh as well, um, yeah. which it could. I, I'm personally expecting it to be some kind of hardcore debuff, or maybe something where like as the unit takes damage it gets buffs. Um, but we'll have to kind of uh, wait and see on that. But I, I think they could do some really <laughs> exciting stuff with Slanesh as far it's as just the, a the hit, hit me harder buff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the people the people shooting me and the the. Uh, <laughs> The Slash going like, oh, harder, daddy. And they're like, no, <laughs> stop. <laughs> no. Slash's secret weapon is cringe. <laughs> oh, that is great. That is but great. Uh, yeah, so hopefully um, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, Slash, I'm sure we'll see hopefully before the end of the year. Um, yeah. I, I think there's been some hints about CA about what may be coming next. Uh, and it sounds, it sounds, uh, uh, like it's probably not uh, Slanesh and Nurgle just yet, but yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Um, and then the last thing uh, we've got to just talk briefly about is uh, there's been uh, Games Workshop has been kind of busy. We haven't talked about them in a hot while, so we'll just kind of briefly kind of go over what they've all been up to. But uh, of course, they did have the bizarre uh, reveals yesterday, which they hyped up really hard. And it was 
okay. <laughs> it wasn't awful, but it wasn't amazing. It was just kind of like, oh, all right. Um, I am personally looking forward to Dungeon Bowl. Um, I uh, it looks like it is a fun alternative game to just regular Blood Bowl. Mm. Has kind of more of an RPG feel to it. The 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 problem, and I'm, I'm going to be very honest. Warhammer Day was lackluster. Warhammer Day was really lackluster. Uh, from when you, oh wow, wait, oops, I accidentally turned on their Twitch. Um, um, when you see it, like Warhammer Day, and you compare it to Skulls, the Skulls event was fucking glorious, man. How many reveals did we get for that? We got stuff for Warhammer Three. We got the stuff for the um, uh, for the Grey Knights game, the Dark Tide stuff, and all that shit, and then. Like, how many unique models were for? Oh uh, yeah, there was there was there was tons of announcements. Well, the yeah. thing the thing about Warhammer Day that was weird is like, is this normally when we do Warhammer Day most years? Because like, it feels like Warhammer Day. Like, if you're gonna have a day, right? I feel like it should have been the reveals for what's coming next year, but they didn't do any of that. They only revealed like what's coming out like in the next month or two, which is fine. That's fine, but because of that, it was like super narrow. Yeah. Um, and that like cause skulls, the thing I like so much about skulls and why it was my favorite reveal is that Games Workshop didn't do what they like to do, where they show something and then they just talk for like 20 minutes about how cool it is. It's like, guys, like we know. Like, how do I put this? When a like a I think the ideal way to do a reveal is that you show off the product and then if you talk about it you talk about actual information like this is what it looks like on its sprue this is who made it here's a sneak peek at some of the rules like maybe here's like one of its abilities and like one of its wars or a war scroll um like here's what it looks like or like here's how big it is compared to these other minis like but they don't do that they literally just come on and they're just like it's random nonsense for 20 minutes. Genuine nonsense. Um, well, the thing is, like, it's just not done well at all, which is weird because, obviously, uh, the two people that they had uh, as uh, presenters are very, very used to this. I think it's more GW than it is anything else because you can oh, no, tell... I'm not like, putting it on them. I'm putting it on yeah. whoever, like, schedules the program. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like, you can tell when they start talking about the minis, obviously, like, Eddie has seen the rules and stuff like that, right? And so has Adam. And they're hyping it up without giving it away, saying, oh, you know, this model does this, this model does that. As like, oh, that's super cool. Can we see a better look at it? Can we see it with an army? How does it look? Uh, like yeah. you said, what, can we see a bit of the sprue? Does it have any uh, conversion bits or stuff that we could do? And Yeah, just... well, it's just that, like, if you take out them like rambling the entire presentation would be like what 10 minutes maybe 15 and they stretch it into like an hour plus Hmm. or no i think it was like a two-hour presentation wasn't it uh yes two hours two hours yeah which is just for what six reveals seven um pretty much and some of them were like cool reveals but they weren't like the Nurgle reveal for AOS was a single model and a book announcement. That's cool, but didn't really need that much time, especially because yeah. they didn't reveal anything about the book. Like, if they had been, yeah. like, actually showing the new rules, that would have been one thing. But, you know, they'll leave that for, like, YouTube channels. <laughs> and start, um, like, 
like teasing like come on we've seen teasers and teasers and teasers for um what was it uh chaos dwarfs and stuff like that have a little tease have a little tease just one yeah like a one more thing at the end would have been really nice uh, well, they had a one more thing, and that was absolutely fuck all. That was what really pissed me off at the end. The the, the thing at the end was literally, oh, and we'll leave you off with this, and it was it was a, a tease for the Red Gobbo. Oh. The what? The Red Gobbo. It's basically just fucking Santa Claus for Warhammer. Oh, it's, 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 oh, it's, it's, the Christmas, the Christmas model. Okay. Yeah, and it's like... That, that's, not a, that's not a one more thing. <laughs> exactly it's like who gives a flying fuck right that's a that's a community article that you could have released and people would have been like oh cool (laughs) exactly Um, yeah uh i will say um i'm gonna be interested to see how the nurgle release goes i i've heard from like a really reliable person that there are pestigore models like there's a hundred percent finished pestigores um that are coming out with this book um I would have loved to them to at least done the thing where like maybe they have the models but they're all shadowy so you can't really see them and then just reveal the wizard just so we know there's more there. I'm a little nervous that they only showed the wizard um uh, because it's like okay, some of the AOS books don't need new models. Like they genuinely don't. Like just release a new book and you're fine. But yeah. Nurgle is not one of them. <laughs> yeah. Nurgle Nurgle needs Pestigors really bad. Uh because he is- he needs something besides putrid block kings. Well, the problem is that they did show off a Pestigore model a long time ago for Blood Bowl. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the Blood Bowl team's out. Like, you can yeah. buy Pestigores for your Blood Bowl team. You can buy Corngores for your Blood Bowl team. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that's not the same. Yeah, no, it's just... Then there's all these theories, like, obviously, like you said, like, you've had from a reliable source. So have I... But then it's the whole thing where GW gets delayed. They don't like to acknowledge the fact of a delay, which... Just be honest with your fan base because we're gonna <laughs> buy it anyway. GW being honest, what? Cursing? Yeah. What? <laughs> but uh. it's just—it's ridiculous because it's like just say there's a delay, like the dragon thing. We know that's been delayed, and they finally acknowledged it at the very end of the article, which most people don't really read anyway. You know where they put all the little footnotes. Oh yeah, dude. So people on. Stormcast players have been getting so spicy about that, understandably, yeah. that they had their book and like all of the major new reveals for the book just weren't available. Mm. Uh, I think they come out, I think they announced they come out in December now, but yeah, um, yeah, December. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. GW is a weird company. Yeah, no, no, but the delays are understandable. Uh, I am defending GW here, which I generally don't do, but there has been a plague which has delayed everything else. Oh yeah. But it's just like, they keep acting like there's not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's just some of the reveals. Like, for example, look, I like Horus Heresy, right? I do. I know you don't, but I'm a fan. I like, I like the books. Oh, I mean, I like I, you're, you're more than free to talk about it. I, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> but and I'm going to put it up on screen, right? Like, because uh, I want people to see this, right? You know, here we have freaking Jekatai Khan, right? One of the coolest fucking Primarchs who unfortunately was last because fuck knows. Where's the bike? Okay, so the one thing I'll say in defense of that, because I, I kind of like, because I've heard about this, the one thing I'll say in defense of the no bike for Jagatai, because like to my understanding, like that's his thing is like bike, uh, yeah. like the only the one thing I'll say in favor or like in their um, defense is that like I feel like the Primarchs are clearly meant to be like a set where they're all meant to like be like the same style and like you can all have them in a display shelf and it looks like a collector set. And if you yeah. had one guy on a big bike, it would look really off. 
<laughs> like it would really disrupt in my opinion a collector set to have one character just on like a completely different style no fair fair but the problem is like you know it is such an iconic thing for the white scars like white scars are known to be you know riders and a lot of people have their armies with loads and loads of bikes and loads of vehicles and so on it would be nice if they had like um you know, an alternative thing where we get with a lot of minis nowadays where you could just remove the uh, the torso and put it on a bike variant instead, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe they'll put out something later. I don't know, because the, the primaries are Forge World, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe they'll put out something later. Because, like, you know, like, I, I, I literally heard that, like, I don't follow Horus Heresy, and even I knew that everybody was wanting um, Jagatai on a bike because that's just, like, his thing. Um, do do any of the other Primarchs, are there any of the other Primarchs super famous for, like, having a mount, so to speak? Or, like, having a machine or something? Uh, or is it uh, is it Jagatai literally the only one that rides around? A few of them are quite famous for that, but, like, uh, I'd say it's, it's just Jagatai. I mean, the, the, the White Scars are just, they've, they've got this really cool flavor about them where they're, they're just, like... Uh, you know, people just call him like 40K's version of Attila the Hun, you know, moves around with a lot of bikers instead of horses and stuff like that. It's just, it's really, really cool. He's still, he's still alive in the main setting, right? I believe so, yes. Like, I know he's, he's missing, but... Yeah, well, everyone's missing at the moment. Barring... <laughs> someone, someone in my chat says per Perturabo should be riding a tank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be bad, it wouldn't be bad. But the thing is, it's just, it, it's one of those things, I like, put it this way, right? You know how bastardy it is to paint white? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm white scars do sound like the most unforgiving range on the face of the earth. I have a small, decently sized army of white scars, mainly because I like the con, right? And it's like it would just be cool, man. I know it, it's it's sounding like oh, you know, they should do this for me and stuff like that, but like it, 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 you're, you're, you're not the only person. Cool you're not the only person saying it, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all good. I, I know I'm not the only one that's uh, disappointed, which is a shame because he's such a cool model, man. Yeah. It's such a cool model. But uh, I do think we have. I think there's one more Games Workshop event before the end of the year, which is like their "What's Coming Next Year" event. Which, okay, I don't know when it is. I think it's in late November, early December. Yeah, but we already know because they, they they've this is the thing we don't know but we know because they've said Tau are the next Xenos to get the next update. They said early twenty twenty two. We know Chaos is going to get a massive update for forty k too. Um, the issue is um, we don't know. We literally don't know. Yeah, AOS Night Hunts. So excited! <laughs> Give me my book. <laughs> I now it's, it's... with with the Nurgle book. I now have the second oldest book in the setting. Is it still for the first? Uh, no, Ideneth are the oldest. Jeez. Ideneth Deepkin are a first edition book. Oof. But, but they're, they're very strong, despite being first edition. Uh, though I hope they get like a fun update. But Ideneth, I don't even know when they're supposed to get updated. But I've heard Nighthaunt are after Nurgle. Which I hope That's is true. It would make me happy. It's just a weird thing. I mean... You see all these really cool things. Like, don't get me wrong, right? Like, I I was both happy and pissed off about the Warcry thing, because Warcry, awesome, great game, like absolutely awesome game. I play it, like I enjoy it. New terrain piece and the new terrain is freaking awesome. Like, damn, that's gonna go to my more time board, no problem. But then 
a Dark Oath Warband, which I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who um, was like, okay. Hey, they're, they're great. Oath. They're great if you like uh, discount Norska. <laughs> yeah. And then the Spider Dudes, I'm like, fuck's sake, you know, um, it's not like we have a deity which isn't a spider in another setting which could have been brought into Age of Sigma, you know? Well, like, we have the Spider God in AOS. Like, oh. Spider God is totally a thing. Like, he's well-established if you read your Gloomspite Git book. But, but I, yeah, I was really not happy about that. I was super not happy that they ditched the Forest Goblins to give us Chaos Spiders. Like, I mean, to me, to me, like, I understand how any, any, like, I, that should have been Spider Fangs. Like, it yeah. should have been a new Spider Fang Grot range. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. Like, to me, honestly, like, I feel the pain, like, to me, it feels like when they, they, like, released Morothy, and they were like, oh, look, snake theme everywhere. And I'm like, uh, fucking excuse me. <laughs> like, Kane is not a snake god. Sotek is a snake god. Where the fuck are my snakes? <laughs> It's a weird thing because like the models are so cool. I, I I really do like the chaos theme, right? Like don't get me wrong, I really like it, but it doesn't make sense. Like you said, it's just like bring in this god, make it more cool. I mean, aren't they just starting to forget about gods anyway? Like didn't they start randomly saying that Morgo was a god? Where is he? What's he doing? Well, I mean, there's only been one. There's only been one beast book, um, uh. So we're we're kind of just waiting on that, but. Uh, cause, cause Morgur, Morgur is a god and like Morgur has a sub faction. Uh, the Gave Spawn are like a full sub faction with their own rules and stuff because they're the like worshippers of Morgur. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, Warcry to me is very strange because like Warcry, like at first they released it where it was only Chaos Warbands versus Chaos Warbands. And then they opened it up where you could take Warbands from other armies. And then they opened it up where you could take literally anything. And now they're basically like completely restarting the game. And now you can only, I think it's like, you can only take the chaos war bands again. Um, it's weird. But I have heard they're opening it so that like every army will be playable, but they, it might not be as open as it was. Cause I've heard something about, there's going to be a system where you're able to play sons of behemoth in it. And your warband is literally a single man crusher gargant. <laughs> and that's it. Like you get a single giant. You're, that's, that's your entire warband. <laughs> uh, which kind of sounds hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I'm not really sure what Warcry is hard for me to get into because the rules are like constantly shifting a lot. See, I, I really enjoy Warcry. I think it's a really cool system. Um, it's, I don't get time to play big games anymore. And if I'm going to play a big game, like a 2,000-point game, I'm sorry, it's going to be one fantasy. So that, this is why I'm really enjoying like the mini-games like Warcry, because it's, it's no hassle. You don't have to learn like a shit ton of stuff. Same no, no, thing that's, that's, that's fair. Same thing with Kill Team. I'm really enjoying Kill Team. I think it's really fucking cool, so much so that I ended up buying a, a lot of people, because a lot of people bought the kits just because they wanted the orcs or the terrain and stuff like that. So I bought all their death core. Like I, I, I bought all their death core. I was like, fuck it, man. Like, yeah, I, I mean, for me, for me, it's Underworlds. Underworlds is my favorite small game. Um, hmm. And I, I am very looking forward to the the pirate ogre warband. Um, they look really fun. Um, that stupid parrot and monkey, parrot and monkey uh, with the pirate ogre. And I'm really, I am very much hoping that the pirate ogre is an indication that we may get um, new man eaters or new pirate ogres or something 
when the ogre ma tribes get a new book because warcry or the underworlds is usually pretty good about showing off things that are going to come out later yeah um, the problem is uh, <clears throat> they showed off um because yeah i must admit maybe i was an idiot but i i i thought they were i thought they were hinting to um vampire coast nah i, really I, I don't think they're ever going to do vampire coast um in aos like i think it's i don't think they're ever going to do undead pirates um and the, the reason i knew it was an ogre is because that they were if because curse city did the exact same thing to us curse city was like oh look at all this pirate theme and it turned out that they were ogre pirates that had then been turned into zombies so this guy is literally that concept but he's still alive yeah I don't know. I mean, it's a great model, and it looks like it's going to be a hell of a man eater. Like, uh, like it. Look, even just look at it. It looks like Warhammer Fantasy, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, the ogres. <laughs> yeah. But the problem that uh, Age of Sigmar has sometimes is when they bring something, um, a reimagined thing. Uh, it's normally very, very high fantasy. Whereas this has stayed with the spirit of Warhammer Fantasy. Like he looks. Like you could put him on a square base and he's not going to look out of the question. He's going to look like he fits with your army. Yeah, generally, from what I can tell, generally what seems to happen is that if it is a chaos or destruction race, well, no, never mind. I'm not going to say that. That's not true. Um, I, they, they've been doing a pretty good job of like, not all the Age of Sigmar stuff, but like a substantial amount of it is very back compatible. Like yeah. the entire, the, almost literally the entire Soulblight Gravelords range is back compatible with the exception of like the Centroid dragon guys. Um, and even then you could probably use them and just say like, oh, treat it as a vampire lord on zombie dragon or something. Um, and it would work fine. Or like it's a zombie, you know, it's a, it's a vampire lord on Abyssal Terror. Um, but yeah. uh but like the vast majority of AOS is back compatible. It's really only the new races that aren't um, like Ossiarch Bone Reapers or. Um... Actually, uh, I've got to find a picture for you. I've got, I've got to send it to you later. But um, someone really, really intelligently used the Bone Reapers as the end times Nagash Tomb King army. Oh, yeah, that's a really clever way to do that. I mean, yeah, so even there you go. You can even do that. Because um, yeah, they're 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 themed around the Morgas. The Morgas was the the Harbingers were the theming, and the Morgas are literally in times the gash stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, and that's that's a thing I'll I'm with fantasy now coming back. That is something I just deeply love. Is that literally anything in AOS you could you could fudge it <laughs> to fit in fantasy, and anything in fantasy just outright works in AOS, um, like literally. Um, cause any human faction, you're just like, look, it's free cities, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much everything. Uh, uh, unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about. Uh, I think we uh, kind of hit all the major points. I think, yeah, I think we hit everything. Didn't we? All right, great. Um, any, any big plans coming up for the rest of November or, uh, as far as I'm aware, if everything goes according to plan, uh, the battle report should start. We already filmed the one. Um, the there is a bit of a delay because obviously his work has gone a bit insane because, um, well, COVID numbers are coming up again. So um, obviously that means that I have to, you know. So 
we've got one filmed. I'm going to try and film two or three more before we start releasing them, because obviously um, that way I can have a little backlog just in case, because it would be a bit blue ball-y if I released one now and then you didn't see anything until like January. You know? All right. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope the battle reports are fun and they're going well. I can't wait to see them. Um... Uh, well, we'll, we'll talk about like mechanics and stuff next time. Don't worry. There's, we got, we got plenty more episodes of lore beards coming up in the future. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll probably dedicate an entire episode to like talk about mechanics and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, um, that's going to be it for us today. Like I said earlier, we are on vacation for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, probably in two weeks we will do a, like a midweek episode. Um, if we're able to swing it once I'm back in town, but, uh, I am off to Scotland, um, in a few days to go be in the chaos rising Warhammer movie. It's going to be wild. And hopefully I make it there and back in one piece. Um, and we'll see y'all when we see y'all, but that's going to be it for us today. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up and uh, thanks for watching guys. Bye-bye.